you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. And I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love some of what you're Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference for something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. straight weeks of us and they still can't get enough guys this is the in between fantasy football podcast your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fantasy sports advice i'm seth woolcock joined by my brother from another mother nate Polvote. it is tuesday january 11th um nate you are with me today this is your your wife's normal week on the rotation mm-hmm. to be joining us here on the podcast She's down and out tonight with COVID, but you fought through, brother, and you were here. How are you feeling, Nate? How are things? Well, I got a little tickle in my nose, like I was telling you before the show earlier, and it kind of made me nervous. I was like, oh, no, please, no. But no, I'm good. I'm good. Jen's tired, but I'm good. Some positive, yeah, positive tests in the pole vote household, man. I'm I'm hoping, you know, you guys can get over this. It seems like, uh, seems like this variant kind of lingers around a little bit more. Well, it lingers and, but at least it's mild. Right, right. I mean, it could be, it could be, it could be worse. So we're thankful that it's not worse. Our kid got through it like it was nothing. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Jackson's a champ, man. Jackson is an absolute champ. Nate, last time we talked, man, it wasn't too long ago. It was before an awesome week 18 of the NFL season. Really, like truly, there wasn't a lot of fantasy championships on the line. So this was a really fun week for us. I feel like in between media, we played some DFS, sat back, just enjoyed these brilliant games. And it was exciting from start to finish. I actually did have a championship this weekend. It was the two week. So the second Mm -hmm. half of a two weeker against Mm -hmm. uh, Kate from Ball Blast. Okay. And my very first ever Debbie league. And I won Hunter Renfro, baby. Hunter Renfro. So it wasn't I, – that was a big deal to me, man. Like, it was a – to win a Debbie League the first season it yeah. started up. Yeah, like, bro. Congrats. All right. That's big. So, That's big. That's oh, hi, big. Dan. We, we also got our guy Kyle Scott in the back end, audio editor extraordinaire. Kyle, how, how are you doing tonight, bro? Um, you staying healthy out there in Scranton? Uh, Not quite because I don't live in Scranton. <laughs> Redding, uh, I'm sorry. Same, same, same gist. You're thinking of Michael Scott, not Kyle Scott. (laughs) You guys aren't related? Are you sure? Surprisingly, no. Uh, No, I'm doing fine. I'm staying healthy, keeping it real. There you go. There you go. That's all you do out there, buddy. (laughs) We we appreciate Kyle in the back end. Uh, Appreciate Nate being here with us as well. Uh, Appreciate all our audience members, man. It's been an awesome season. We're going to keep going through the month of January um, we'll shut her down for maybe two or three weeks during February, regroup for season four of the podcast, but we got a lot of fun stuff coming your way in 2022. I love this, this time of year. Personally, we can strategize. We can talk to our audience members, engage, ask them what they want to see here in the upcoming year from in between media. So guys stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming your way, starting with our next segment front and center presented by underdog fantasy. Nate, you and I have been playing underdog fantasy all season long. Um, and now I, I feel like now I'm in full charge with it. Um, best ball is back. Yes. I, I want to scratch that itch already. I know it's only two days, um, but we're going to scratch that itch. So if you want to play some best ball, get ready for next season, check out those current ADPs, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, wherever you get your apps 
and deposit any any amount from ten dollars to a hundred dollars and you're gonna get that 100 percent match deposit um use that promo code ibt guys check out underdog let's get into some front and center here um and get it rolling sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do give it a chance you'll be begging for more save the spot just for you we're all somewhere in between how about you come to the just place try to have some fun ain't gotta worry about something what it means come and give me another cause the night is young at least i so thought All right, we got a packed front and center for you guys. We're going to talk week 18 highlights. What were the big takeaways? Um, and even just talk a little bit of NFL implications. We don't get to do that enough here on the show during the regular fantasy football season. So we're going to talk playoffs a little bit. Some of these epic games we saw in week 18. We're going to talk about some players ADPs heading into next season, 2022. And we're also going to talk about Black Monday. A lot of coaches fired yesterday, um, including in your hometown, Nate. So, uh, (laughs) man, they're cleaning house though, which is the good thing. Cause I was kind there was a little fear that they were going to like hold on to Pat Shermer. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, they got rid of him. They fired the special teams coach today. So the areas where they've had problems, they're cleaning house. There you go. There you go. Good day for the poll vote family, despite the COVID positive tests. Yes. Um, Guys, starting here in, in week 18, there are a couple scenarios that had to happen for the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs. And the first one was the Colts losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and, you know, this is like sometimes I hate to say it, but this is Carson Wentz. You know, they, they gave him the ball that they, they lose 26 to 11 in this one. Jonathan Taylor only got 15 carries. They were down early, so I understand a little bit. Um, but Carson Wentz did not protect the ball. 17 of 29 for 185, one touchdown, one interception, one costly fumble. Um, so, mm-hmm. Nate, what was your takeaway in this? Because obviously Carson Wentz, he fumbles the bag. The Colts somehow, with the best running back in the league, missed the playoffs. And T-Law comes out, has an epic performance against them, maybe the best he's been since week one. Mm-hmm. So, obviously with Trevor Lawrence, it was good to see him, and it's good to – it's been good to see him playing consistently better since urban Meyer left. So we know that was part of the problem, whether or not this organization can get it together enough to help him next season. We'll see. Um, I feel like they're going to do something stupid and hire like Adam Gase. Um, And I think I've mentioned this before. I worry. Here's my concern with Jacksonville is that their owner also owns a professional wrestling company, AEW. So he's obviously in it for entertainment factor. Didn't think that was his NFL gag, but he hired Urban Meyer. There's no other, like, when you look back on how long Urban Meyer was allowed to stay with that franchise, like, you got to really ask what's going on in that front office. So I love to see, I love what I'm seeing from Trevor Lawrence. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I want to see this kid succeed. And as far as the Colts go, run the ball. You have Jonathan Taylor. If you start running the ball from the beginning of the game, you control that game. They didn't do that. It was play calling. It was Carson Wentz. They didn't deserve to make the playoffs. If you're going to come yeah. out and drop the ball against Jacksonville. Nope. I think the Colts need to retool a little bit, Nate. Um, you, you know, they yeah. don't really have a good tight end. I mean, Mo Ali Cox was good in the beginning of the last two seasons when they used him, but that hasn't been sustainable since week five or six. And then outside of like, let's be honest, T.Y. Hilton is solid, but I mean, he's towards the back half of his career. And we love Michael Pittman. You've been on Michael Pittman. You were on him all off season and uh-huh. he had a stellar season, but he needs, he needs a one B he needs a one B or, you know, at least a, a, a manageable two, like a Michael Gallup and Alan Lazard, even like someone of like, they don't Zach Pascal is not that guy, man. No, no. And neither is Paris Campbell. <laughs> no. And Campbell, I mean, I think Campbell might be done for his career after the injuries this year. Um, I think he is too. But, so, okay, here's a scenario. What if they go out and get Allen Robinson? I'd like it, but I, I would. Uh, I don't know, though, because I, I don't like Carson Wentz. You know me, but Carson – like, that's the thing. I just don't – I mean, that's a good That's a good receiver for Carson Wentz. He reminds me of Alshon Jeffrey, you know, what yeah, we kind of saw with that. So. 
I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be drafting Allen Robinson next year. That's for sure. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not completely out on Carson Wentz yet. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't think it's like, I think the farthest they'll ever get is like a divisional round with him. That's, that's the issue. I just think he's, he's like one of these guys. He's a lower ceiling Kirk Cousins to me, which I don't want. Like if he, if you don't have a Kirk Cousins, at least in this league, you're not making the playoffs. And if you have Kirk Cousins, you might not be making the playoffs as well, right. as we saw. Um, Nate, other games here on the slate. Big Ben, man, pulls it out against Baltimore. One final game-winning drive against the Ravens for Big Ben. Not really a lot of offense in this game, 16-13. to 13. Uh, We saw the tight ends come alive. Patty Fryermuth, um, got to love what he's done in his rookie campaign. Mark Andrews continues to be Mark Andrews, despite Tyler Huntley playing. And, you know, Deontay Johnson it, it caught, caught him when they mattered. Ray-Ray McLeod, maybe one of the biggest receptions, if not the biggest mm-hmm. uh, of his career. Um, what, what, was, what was your thoughts on this game, Nate? So funny, this is the game that Jen and I, we watched pretty much the entire game. Um, man, Pittsburgh got lucky. <laughs> And they're not going to go far in the playoffs. That's okay. I, I mean, I the know. fact that this dude, no, there's no way. We'll talk about it. We'll talk the prob- about it. Here's my issue is that Big Ben is a shell of a quarterback. He shouldn't still be in the league. I, he can barely throw the ball. Okay, but but I will say He's had a game on the line. He made like he made two throws, one or three throws. That last one to Ray Ray McLeod, one to Deontay Johnson mm-hmm. on a zig, and then Pat Fryermuth. 15, 20 yards yes. down the field. Like those were the, that, that Pat Fryermuth throw was maybe the best throw I've seen Ben all, all season. He's got it. He's still got it, bro. A little and that's bit. fine. That's fine. But in the playoffs against the playoff caliber teams that they're going to have to play, they got to try. They're not going to be in that position at the end yeah. of the game for him to make three throws that he has to muster up. They're just not going to be in that position. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Cause you I know, think, I love Pittsburgh. I, I know. I, I think you know, Chiefs, I think the chiefs might be on upset alert, but we will talk about that. I can next... see him beating the chiefs. Yeah. That one, I believe anybody but, else that they're going to have to play. No, but please. Yeah. Oh man. Beat the chiefs. Yeah. I, I, so awesome. I love, I love like what we saw though. And like, realistically, if they did get carried by someone on, on this team, it's TJ Watt. I mean, the guy is an absolute difference maker on the defense. Um, and he doesn't see the double teams as often because he's on that outside. Like Aaron, right. someone like Aaron Donald can really kind of get stunted sometimes by those double teams. But TJ Watt playing on the outside like he does, man. I mean, he can get around it. Um, mm-hmm. Just a fun, just I mean, a fun player to watch. Dude, he's so talented. He's so good. He's so. Oh, can you believe he fell all the way to what? What was that? Pick thirty or thirty-one? When they, I think they got him at thirty. 30. They got yeah. him at thirty. Isn't that crazy? No, that no, it is crazy. But dude, at times defense is undervalued in the NFL, and teams think like, "Oh, I'm good," but like it doesn't matter how good your defense is. It's like with Aaron Donald; like you, yeah. it does not matter if he's available when you're picking, you take him because he changes your defense. Twenty-two and a half sacks in a season. Yeah, I mean, I've now seen that twice in my life, but that's insane. And you know, we're not an IDP show by any means, but we both play low IDP fantasy football individual defensive players those new to idp um but i mean tj watt an absolute tank i mean he almost took me he almost like carried someone to the entire championship in one of our leagues that we're in nate just because of his idp points it was insane that's the only league i don't have him in (laughs) there we go there we go yeah it, it was awesome to see man it was awesome to see for as a steelers fan and you know I, I saw a lot of Baltimore fans out there on the Twitter sphere, on the Facebook sphere, specifically our own Jared Bakaiza, salty as a mother after this one, Nate. Um, I mean, six, what was it? Six Ravens straight losses. I think it was six straight losses for the Ravens. They were eight and three, finished the season uh-huh. eight and nine, don't make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Um, I mean, do you just chalk this up to Lamar Jackson not being healthy and all the other injuries they sustained to the running backs and – just the defensive side of the ball as well. Well, yeah, they were using Josh Jackson. They were using Tyler Huntley. They were using Devontae Freeman. Like, if you, they lost Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins before the season even started. And, uh, and, and Justice Hill. And Justice Hill. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah, okay. And Justice Hill. <laughs> I'm doing air quotes for the podcast people. You never know what um, could have been, man. You don't ever know. <laughs> no, you don't. But yeah, to kidding. lose Dobbins and Edwards – 
because Dobbins was primed to have a huge season. Yeah. Like I was, I had, a, I, he's on my IR, like in probably like eight, nine weeks. Right. The fact that they did what they did, this is pretty remarkable. I mean, they were using Le'Veon Bell there for a minute until they released him. Um, who else did they roll out? Devontae Freeman, Freeman, Freeman got Ingram for a while. You knew for a while, like they're from like week six to 14. I was riding Devonta Freeman. You were. Words. And Latavius Murray popped off here in week 18. He, he, he had, a, I think, over 120 yards. Um, mm-hmm. Good game for him. But, I mean, yeah, it was it was a brutal season. And, like, Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown at the end just tanked too, man. That was a tough end for him. I mean, he just kind of – like, at one point, like, people were talking about in some leagues, like, trades for Hollywood Brown for Stephon Diggs. I had Hollywood. I, I, I wasn't offered straight up Stephon Diggs, but I was offered – Hollywood and something for Stefan, something light, and I didn't give it up. And I, you know, I look back on that one. And um, but but he he was he was he was a tank man. He was a tank at the beginning of the season. He was a tank at the beginning of the season, but you knew you had to know that when he's on, he gets a limited amount of targets in a game. This is where drops do matter in fantasy football because if you're a guy who's getting four to five targets a game and you're dropping two to three of those targets, that does become a problem, especially when you're dropping end zone targets. He and did. He wasn't dropping him early in the season, but it started to happen about week six. I will say, like, I think the biggest thing for him too is just the drop off in the quarterback. Um, because mm-hmm. he what he was getting eight or nine targets earlier in the season, even double digits a few games. That's true. But Mark well, Andrews we, became the guy as the season progressed. Well, and as we talked about, with I think maybe did we talk about this on the DFS show on Sunday? It's hard to keep them all together, man. Um, <laughs> Andrew stayed relevant because Josh Johnson and Tyler Huntley needed those short, quick throws. And Andrews can produce those and then turn on the Jets and turn it into a 20-yard game. Right. Hollywood Brown is a guy that needs 20 yards to gain separation in in most scenarios, 15 yards to gain separation. So you've got to be willing to throw the ball 15 to 20 yards down the field. They simply weren't doing that with Huntley and Josh Johnson. Nate, also another impressive comeback on Sunday was the 49ers down 17-3 to at halftime to Sean McVay's Rams. Jimmy G, say what you want about him. Jimmy Giraffalo, as we call him here on the podcast, um, looked pretty bad early in the season, but he showed some heroics here. 23 for 32, 316 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Um, just a, a, you know, a gutsy, gutsy performance by them to get that W in overtime. Um, Debo, obviously a beast. Um, Nate, what were your takeaways on this? Looks like we might've lost Nate here. Uh, we'll try to get him back on that. I guess I'll go ahead and never had this happen before, but, um, I think my biggest takeaways from this game is Debo Samuel is a legitimate number two wide receiver, um, or number one wide receiver coming into next season, high end wide receiver, two low end wide receiver, one. The running back wide receiver production you've been getting with this guy all season long has been insane. Um, unless they bring in a, a big free agent RB or go out after some other rookie RBs, I think Debo Samuel is going to cement himself in that in that backfield for at least a couple carries each game, which you know we've seen time in, time out. He doesn't need many carries to do it. Um, on the other side of the ball as well in this 49ers-Rams game was Cooper Cup finishes – 17 yards short of Megatron's record um, for most receiving yards in a season, also led by Matthew Stafford's arm. Um, note that as well. But, I mean, just a pretty insane season for Cooper Cup, all, all things said and done. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a season where wide receiver outpaced all the quarterbacks. Cooper Cup was the number one player in fantasy overall, despite position, which you don't really see wide receivers outpacing QBs. Javante Adams, Michael Thomas last two seasons have been the wide receiver ones. They didn't they didn't have this type of production, not this type of consistency. So hats off to Cooper Cup, hats off to the entire uh, Rams organization for really featuring him in this offense and Matthew Stafford for getting the job done. 41 touchdowns for Matthew Stafford on the season. That's a pretty high number in his first season with Sean McVay. 17 interceptions, though. He's going to have to clean that up if they want to make a Super Bowl run here. They have the talent. They have the talent on defense, offense, um, and they have running backs. So if Daryl Henderson can get you back, 
They have Sony Michelle. We've got to see a little Cam Akers here in the last few weeks as well. So overall, the Rams are going to be a competitive team moving forward. The 49ers are going to be. And whatever team ends up with Jimmy G, if he's on the move here in 2022, which you have to think he is, if they invested that largely in Trey Lance, um, you know, if it's Pittsburgh, if it's Carolina, any of these other teams that may need a quarterback, keep an eye on Jimmy G. He's not a world beater, but the guy can throw. He's going to clutch up in good situations. He's not a great fantasy quarterback. We know that by now, but he is a pretty darn good NFL quarterback. As we continue to wait for Nate coming back here on the rebound from his technical difficulties, I just wanted to talk about this Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders game. Sunday night, you had to be living under a rock if you missed this one, guys. Um, Kyle, did you get to check out this uh, Chargers-Raiders game at all? No, I was living under a rock. There you go. There you go. I I, I knew I'd get someone with that. Appreciate that, Kyle. Um, Yeah, crazy one here on Sunday night. 35-32 win for the Raiders in overtime. There's a big debate right now. Um, Brandon Staley, did he cost the game with the timeout? Clock is running down on the Chargers uh, about 45-yard line, and then they they call a timeout. Raiders run one more play. They get the first down. They kick the game-winning field goal. And we all knew coming into this, we talked about it last week on the podcast, if the Raiders and the Chargers tied in this one, they'd both make the playoffs. Pittsburgh would be eliminated from the playoffs. So a pretty crazy situation that kind of baked out there um, for a minute as a Steelers fan. And I know the entire Western side of Pennsylvania, um, parts of Ohio, and I'm sure West Virginia as well. You know, we all kind of held our breath uh, during that game. But I mean, talk about a gutsy performance by Justin Herbert. Um, didn't get a lot of help from his receivers in this one. Keenan Allen was kept considerably in check for Keenan Allen. Um and we saw a lot of drops out of Jalen Guyton. Um, Mike Williams at times didn't really come to play until the end. Um, so I, I, Josh Palmer needs to step it up for next year. But overall, gutsy performance from for Herbert, 34-64 through the air, 381 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, what I love, I think, most about this game, and obviously I don't think we've ever seen so many fourth down conversions converted throughout the uh throughout the entirety of of a game and it was just incredible down the stretch what herbert was able to do this guy is not only a good nfl quarterback he is a great fantasy quarterback he was massively undervalued coming into the season um we saw people fading him after just a couple bad games early in the season and he paid dividends forever who, who, who was ever patient enough kind of missed that first wave of qbs sit there, get him around QB7, QB8, QB9 in some leagues. Um, They're rewarded this year. So Justin Herbert, he's definitely going to be in that conversation for a top five QB next season, despite the Chargers missing the playoffs here. And I just wanted to run through quickly a a, a couple players for our audience tonight. Um, These are some players who finished the 2021 season with amazing runs. And I want to talk about whether I think they're going to be traps here in 2022 or if I'll be investing them here in redraft next season. And it's going to start with Rashad Penny. What a stretch by Rashad Penny. He caps it off with a 23 rushing attempt performance for 190 yards and one touchdown. Um, Just a a great performance against the Cardinals defense. Seattle gets this win. Um, Seven and nine looks a little better or, uh, what were they? I think they were seven and ten on the season. Looks a little bit better. Um, we're gonna bring back in Nate here. Nate, how you doing, bro? Unfrozen, thank God. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it, Nate. We've moved. We've moved on. We've discussed. Um, we discussed the 49ers comeback. We discussed the Rams and the Chargers, and now we're talking about Rashad Penny. Man, caps off. The- <gasps> yeah. Okay. So let me set the scene here, Nate. Nate does a column each week, a waiver wire column for in between media. He featured him earlier in the season, week seven. He he wasn't hundred percent healthy, went back, missed another game with injury, came back to, for a historic run. Nate featured him again on the column, um, but caps it off here. 23, 190 and one on the ground. Not much receiving work for Penny, but really was the, the reason the Seahawks started to win games at the end of the season. Nate, 
Are you interested in Rashad Penny in redrafts last se- next season? Uh, keep in mind, we don't know where he's heading. Um, if he is signed back to Seattle, I, I don't know if they can sign him now because he had such a good performance and Chris Carson is also on a contract, but he's probably going to be anywhere from a fourth to a sixth round pick. Are, are, are you willing to invest that in Penny next season? I don't think so. So I still have concerns about him staying on the field. Um, if he's still in Seattle, I have concerns about his usage. A fourth round to sixth round ADP is probably going to be way too high for me. If we, if you say maybe like ninth, tenth round, right? Then yeah, right. I'm taking him. But for yeah. between rounds four and six, no, that's way too early. So my other question here for you, Nate, is, you know. I think that part of what played into Rashad Penny's dominance here at the end of the season, definitely a favorable schedule, but I mean, he was fresh. Like I think for a lot of these running backs that came in, Dante Foreman, Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle, these guys were fresh going up against defensive players that were not fresh for the most part. Um, Do you factor that in at all? Cause that's something I look at is he was going up against these guys who, who weren't, you know, weren't fresh. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Well, that's always, so at the end of every season, we have these guys who light it up that haven't done much of like, okay, Gabe Davis, perfect example. Yeah. Dude didn't do anything all season. was hardly used. And then he had kind of an explosion here towards the end of the season. But to your point, he had fresh legs, man. He just wasn't getting used. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, over a 17-game season, I mean, I can't imagine – how tired your body is and you got fresh legs and you've got talent. Yeah. Nate, what about, what about Devin Singletary here? He's another character. I mean, I I think even probably week eight, we talked about the Buffalo bills and I was writing them off Um, just the running back game. At least that is two total touchdowns for Singletary here caps off a really great run. The best of his career, three seasons in um, 19 for 88 on the ground. And he's really changed the identity of the bills lately. I was not thinking the Bills have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl, but if they can ride Devin Singletary like they have been, I think maybe it's in the cards for him. Um, Are you willing to invest in Devin Singletary next season? I don't know where his ADP is going to be specifically. I think it's going to depend a lot what happens in the playoffs. Right now, if he he just plays mediocre in the playoffs, I think it's probably still about like a sixth or seventh round pick. I think they're going to have to bring in someone else too, but – would you invest a, a sixth, seventh round pick in Singletary next season? Probably not. Um, I mean, it's, again, it is going to depend on how much they use him in the playoffs and how successful they are using him in the playoffs. It's clear it's not Zach Moss. My question would be, does they spend a first, second, third round pick on a running back? Or go like, get someone like Sony Michelle or, or, get Rashad someone, Penny. or Rashad Penny. Yeah. So that's tough. I, yeah. It's going to depend on a lot. I mean, it's so early. Yeah. For Dynasty, I mean, if I'm in a startup, maybe. Yeah. And, and, why and, not? And he's been that player. Like, he's been the player. I, I I think it was actually our good friend of the show, Tyler Carp, last season. This was a long time ago, but he, he had a tweet saying that basically Zach Moss and Devin Singletary were nothing but roster cloggers. And that's all they were, especially mm-hmm. in Dynasty leagues. And, I mean, Devin Singletary won me, me a league this season. So, I'm sure he won a lot of other people leagues, too. So, you know, yeah. Roster clogger to league winner. Um, great on Devin Singletary. How about Davis Mills, Nate? This is another guy that you and I, we talked a little bit about him in the offseason as a good value a couple times, um, especially in super flex leagues. Comes in, has a, a very, very solid season when he saw action. 23 for 33 here in week 18. 301 yards and three touchdowns against a very solid Tennessee team. And are you interested in Davis Mills next season? Let's say super flex. Cause in a one QB league, he's not going to go drafted. I wouldn't imagine, but in a super I wouldn't flex, think so either in a super flex, like let's say I bet he goes anywhere from QB 20 to 24. Would you be interested in, in Davis Mills QB 20 to 24 in a super flex league next season? Yes, absolutely. Buying I'm buying it. Um, I think that, so how do I put this? I think Houston is a better organization than maybe we thought. Bill O'Brien was maybe a little bit worse of a GM than we understood. <laughs> like we knew he was bad, but like maybe he was real, real, real bad. 
they, they got what they could in free agency with running backs. We all laughed. It ended up kind of working out towards the end of the season. They cut ties with some guys that weren't working, like Philip Lindsay. Um, Mark Ingram. Big Mark trust. Ingram. Well, yeah. I have a lot of respect for what they did with Mark Ingram, too, where they were like, New Orleans called. We really yeah. don't want to get rid of you, but we respect yeah. you enough to ask you if this is what you want, and they traded him. I, I like where this organization is headed, and I think that they're just a few pieces away because their defense actually towards the end of the season wasn't bad. Yeah. And, like, Davis Mills, dude, like, okay, so there's there were a couple performances that stuck out to me this season. His first start, he went 19-28, but he didn't throw an interception, but he did throw a touchdown. He only th- – I mean, he had the one four-interception game, but after that he threw – five more but that four interception game was in week four against a very good buffalo defense that was rolling at the time and he took down the patriots he played Uh against the patriots pretty i don't know if you have that that number pulled up but i think he had three touchdowns against the patriots early this season as well he did that was week five that was the week after he was, and he was twenty-one to twenty-nine for three hundred and twelve yards. He's been getting it done too with outside of Brandon Cooks, a lot of nobodies because yes, like Chris Conley. Um, oh man, uh, I can't even think about the guy. The guy from Michigan, Nico Collins. Nico Collins, and then I can't remember who their fourth receiver is this Danny week. Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola. I saw Amendola this week, and I was like, I was mm-hmm. yeah. He kind of arrived from nowhere, but well, and with a mishmash running game. At this point, like you're riding Rex Burkhead and yeah, David, David Johnson. David Johnson like, barely even gets any play anymore. Yeah. No, and Rex Burkhead goes off for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Right. Sexy yeah. Rexy. I, Go, I just going forward, I have like, I really think this is a, going to be a much better Houston team. And I think Davis Mills is a good enough quarterback to where, yeah, dude, I'll take him. And it, the play is a low end QB2 with. The, I mean, I might even take him in some redraft as a second quarterback because he's going to be going in the back junk rounds anyway and see what he does over a couple of weeks. If it's not worth it, maybe I'll drop him. Yeah, I I want to see what they do as far as um, as far as wide receivers go. I think they need to add some talent aside of Brandon Cooks there. Um, and I think they will. Yes, agreed, agreed. Question from a YouTube listener, Geek Mill. Are we buying Rex next season in any format? Sexy Rexy man, me and him, me and this guy. I've I'm gonna be full disclosure. I have liked Rex Burkhead since he's been at Nebraska. I've been a fan of him. Um, loved what he did in in Cincinnati. He was a force in New England for a couple of years. But as far as like buying him next season, I think he'll probably. I think he. I mean, he'll get a contract somewhere. I I think he'll probably possibly be back with the Texans. I think he'll be back with the Texans. Um, I I think he's on a one year deal still. I, yeah. I maybe we could get some verification from Kyle in the background that Rex Burkhead is on a one year deal. But um, yeah. I mean, if it's a late round shot and they don't bring anyone else in, for sure, I, I would take a shot at Rex Burkhead. But I think they have to bring in. They're going to invest somewhere. They need some youth in that backfield. Well, I think this is a team that can afford to draft for need. Where they're going like, to yeah. They have Running back, offensive long. line. They need to get another edge rusher because I mean, Agreed. no JJ Watt, no Jadavian Clowney. But if they they're going to do those things, I I I think we're going to see this team get much better going right. forward. Rounding out here, Nate, a guy we've talked a lot a lot about this season, a little bit in the preseason, definitely throughout the the intermediate oh, season. Just real quick. Uh, Rex Burkhead is on a two-year deal, so he okay. is owed 1.6 base next season. Okay, he'll be back. Houston, so he'll yeah, be back. I, yeah. I mean, I think I would if he comes back, and even if they like don't invest like high capital in a, in a running back, I would be interested in Burkhead. Like, you know, eleventh, tenth round pick. You know, I'm not investing high, but I would invest. Um, yep, me too. Nate, last one here. Amon Ross St. Brown. He has been. We've talked about him all all season been incredible um down here towards the end of it goes eight for 109 and one here in week 18 just continuing to find the end zone once again leading jared goff to some promise finally they beat the packers in this one uh backers <laughs> second string third string whatever you want to call them um are, are you going to be going after st brown next season because 
with this finish, there's going to be a lot of recency bias. He's probably going to go as maybe a late fifth, early sixth round pick in, in most 12-team redrafts. Are are you interested in him? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> so, okay, there's recency bias. Like, oh, he had a good, like, three or four games at the end of the season. From week 13 on, he didn't have less than 10 targets in a game. He didn't have less than eight catches in a game. Yeah. He didn't have less. His lowest yard total was 73 yards. He scored a touchdown in all but one of those games. The only game he didn't score a touchdown in was the game against Denver. And honestly, I was at that game. And the feeling in that stadium, because Demarius Thomas had just passed, was different. I, I've been to a lot of Bronco games. And there was that team was different that day. They didn't look like yeah. the Denver Broncos we saw the rest of the way. Um, I believe that he's going to be a, like a linchpin of this wide receiver room. They don't need to go out and get anybody else to challenge him for wide receiver one. They've got him. They've got Cleef Raymond. They need to get some other wide receivers. They need to get some other wide receivers, but nobody to challenge him. Like They don't no. need to go out and get a wide receiver one. I, I, I think Amon Ra is like a Debo Samuel here. I think he's versatile. Huh? They can use him in different ways. I obviously think the the lack of TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift at the end of the season obviously elevated that target share. He had an insurance. Sure. But I will say, instead of him getting targeted 10 times, catching eight of them each week, he'll probably, you know, be targeted seven, eight times next year. And then, uh-huh. you know, probably catch, you know, I would imagine five or six of them. So I, I think he's going to be a very solid PPR uh-huh. guy. Um, I think a, he's a with, wide receiver with, one next season. Oh, okay. Starting early, but right. I do. I really do think he's they, a wide receiver. Planning a flag in January, folks. I'm, I'm. Hey, your Michael Pittman call almost worked out for you. Um, uh, he I, finished what wide receiver like twenty three. He was a wide receiver one for a lot of the season, so I'll give you credit. I on know, that but I know, but hey, man. I, no, I. I mean, the thing we saw with Debo Samuel this year is we saw we saw the upside come, and we saw the upside come with uh-huh. St. Brown at the end of the season. So. I am willing to invest. The floor can always fall out with the Lions. It is a risk you take. The Lions bone you. They boned us last season with Swift, uh-huh. this season with Swift. Didn't let us uh-huh. know until a while after the week had began that Hawkinson was done. So the Lions can always bone you. I think if I think if they bring back Jared Goff, though, and even if a rookie's on the bench, whatever it may be, well, I think St. Brown's still going to be a, a good play for wherever you can get him in 2022. Nate, let's move on to Black Black Monday, man. Not Black Friday. Um, not as fun as Black Friday, unfortunately. Um, we had a variety of coaches fired around the NFL. Some for good reason. Some I would stand for not good reason. Um, but let's talk about it. Joe Judge out for the Giants. Matt Nagy out for the Chicago Bears. Bye. <laughs> Mike Zimmer out for Minnesota. I'm kind of indifferent about that one. <laughs> Vic Vangio for Denver. Yes. Thank you. Woo. Eric B. Enemy or Kellen Moore. And maybe the surprise of them all, Brian Flores out of Miami. Um, Nate, let, let's start. What are you surprised with out of these? Well, so two things. Most surprising is Brian Flores. They won seven of their last eight games and almost made the playoffs. Why are you firing him? They beat New England in the season. They've almost made the playoff twice with Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Um, I was shocked to find out he had been fired. And you know that you made a mistake firing a coach when you fire him, and he is instantly the hottest commodity on a really like loaded market of potential head coaches. So that's it's just wild. And then it's surprising to me that it took the Giants until today to yeah. fire Joe Judge. Yeah. Like, why yeah. wait? Because you knew what you were going to do. You let him address the team like he was sticking around. That's the Giants for you, honestly. The Mara family. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, as far as as far as Brian Flores goes, I think this is the best thing that's ever happened to him. He needs to get somewhere Probably. where he has a franchise quarterback. He turned the Dolphins' defense around. He made their offense at least relevant the last few seasons. Um this is going to be a blessing in disguise for Brian Flores. I think he, he's going to get another head coaching job. I think this season, um, a better one. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, as far as 
As far as these other ones here, Nate, um, let's talk about your home, hometown boy, Fangio. Um, obviously, you know, I think Fangio is one of the top, what, three, four defensive minds in the NFL. I oh, think easily, yes. I think this could go – like this almost goes down like the same as Brian – like he deserves to go. He's had his time. He hasn't done anything special. But it almost reminds me of Brian Flores. Like when you don't have a franchise quarterback – how can you make like it's hard to make the playoffs and it's hard to like impress, you know? Well, okay, so here's what I think the difference is is that I think there are people, John Elway, within the organization that don't think that Drew Locke got a fair shake, that he should yeah. have been the starter this season, and that the offensive scheme, like Fangio didn't Fangio and Schirmer didn't do the things that could have helped Locke be successful run more play action, run more bootleg, get him outside of the pocket. He flourishes in chaos, so create some chaos for him. And when we saw that happen, Drew Locke was actually a very good quarterback. Those four games he started at the end of 2019, they were chaotic because their offensive line was terrible. Garrett Bowles was – everyone thought he was a bust as a left tackle. But somehow we left those four games saying, this is a good quarterback. We could do this. But they didn't embrace that style of play. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. I hear what you're saying. He's a great defensive mind. But shouldn't our defense have been better? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, the, it seemed like ha- halfway through the season they kind of gave up when they traded Von Miller anyway. So, right. it, is, it is what it is. Um, as as far as Matt Nagy and Joe Judge here, I think it's it's time. Um Matt Nate, I, I, I'm, I'm going to honestly stick up for Matt Nagy just a little bit. Like, what he did with with Justin Fields this season was not great, and you know he deserves to get fired on that. I think, but as far as what he did the last couple of years with Mitch Trubisky and the hodgepodge quarterbacks, I, I, I think Matt Nagy, out of all these quarterbacks aside from Brian Flores, is is still a good offensive mind. I still think that. Like, I know a lot of people. I think he's a better coordinator than he is a head coach, obviously, but um, I, I, he'll get another gig, whether it's in in college as a head coach or or here in the pros as a coordinator. I, I don't think Matt Nagy's done, and I don't think he should be. He, he he did okay. He did okay. He made the playoffs twice with Mitch. No, and I, I agree. I think he's a better coordinator than head coach. It's like Wade Phillips. It's like Josh McDaniels. Well, his head coaches, they were a complete shit show. Yeah. They weren't good for their organization, but they didn't know how to do all of the things. I think Mag- Maggie's probably in the same camp. Um, Wade Phillips did take the Broncos to the playoffs one time, but <laughs> you know, it, sometimes everybody. Yeah, I mean, Nagy got to the playoffs too. No, he'll land as an offensive coordinator somewhere in the NFL. I'm okay with that. He he deserves that. I just not a head coach. It's like Adam Gase. Come on. Yeah. Joe Judge, I mean, I, w- I thought Joe Judge could coach last season, but after seeing the firing of Jason Garrett and how the offense played out, t- t- see you later, Joe Judge. Dude, well, and he was clueless at times during the season. The the the, the third down, third and five on your own, um, I, I don't know what it was, five-yard line doing a QB yes. week. Like, that's, yeah. In, guess, a, in a weird, like, victory formation type yeah. something. Yeah. It was so yeah, weird. It was, yeah, Joe Judge is a character. I, I think he's probably had his run as a head coach. Last one here. I mean, he never got the job done at the end of the day. You know, never got to the Super Bowl, but he had a good run with some mediocre quarterbacks. Mike Zimmer, you know, no cap, man. Mike Zimmer is a, a quality head coach, I think, as well. Um, you know, Nate, I, I think, you know, we. this is, again, like, Kirk Cousins is solid, but when you're tied to Kirk Cousins, you can only get so far a lot of times in the yeah. NFL. And, you know, I, I think Mike Zimmer is a casualty of it. Should their defensive played a lot better the last two seasons if he's a defensive head coach? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it, disappointing to, to see it end like this for Zimmer. I, I thought he could be a guy who got to the Super Bowl, you know, just a couple years ago with Case Keenum. Almost did. Minneapolis Miracle. Yep. Nate, let's go ahead and move into headline hijinks presented by Monkey Knife Fight. 
Guys, if you want to play any of the sports that we talk about here at In Between Media, PGA, NASCAR, UFC, football, go over to Monkey Knife Fight. Use the promo code IBT. You're going to get a free $5 game and 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code IBT, Monkey Knife Fight. Check out those other sports. Um, it's almost NASCAR season, baby. So get with us over there on MKF. And let's yeah, guys, if and- you're not taking advantage of these deals, you're leaving money on the table. That's all I, I just needed to say that. I appreciate Don't leave that. money on the table. It's economics, folks. Economics, baby. Let's roll into some headline hijinks here. <laughs> So just a real quick question here. Have we seen the end of Cam? What's that? Have we seen the end of Cam Newton? Okay, you know what I think he needs to do? I think he needs to reinvent himself as, you know. A tight end? No, I was going to say like a red zone weapon. Literally like a red zone weapon that he's going to come in in the red zone. Like, you know, kind of almost like a Taysom Hill in a way, but like not as much as the utility, but more just kind of bringing him in as like a second quarterback that can run the ball. Um, like, I think that's what he's got to do if he wants to keep playing. Like, he is well, very, he can't throw. Yeah, he's effective within the 10, you know. W- w- if you can have someone get you to the 10-yard line and then put in Cam Newton, it's it's not a bad idea, man. Cam Newton, goal line back. Dude, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Because that's I, a big running back. Like, imagine, like, mm. okay, like, you know all the like the, the trickery, like the cheat. We won't get into it too much, but the, the trickery the Chiefs do. Like if we could see the trickery mm-hmm. the Chiefs do, but uh, you know, have Cam Newton back there for for a little bit of it too. I don't know. It'd be cool. I'm just saying. I'm not opposed to it. I like it actually. The, the game's moving that way, so we'll see what happens. Um, unfortunately, Cam Newton he will he will uh, not be in the playoffs this season as the Carolina Panthers tanked with him and Sam Darnold this season. But we do want to talk a little bit about the playoffs, what our Super Bowl predictions are. Um, Nate, why don't you take it away, man? Who are you taking to get to the, the, the Super Bowl this season? What's your headline? So uh, my headline is Super Bowl comeback, kids. I'm calling Dallas Cincy in Ooh. the playoffs. So, okay, Dallas is rolling. The only obstacle I see in the NFC for them is the Packers. I don't think there's another team that's going to beat them right now. They're just firing on all cylinders. They've looked phenomenal, and they don't even need Zeke to do much. They've played a lot so, of NFC NFC East teams lately, though. Keep that in mind too. I mean, that's fair, but they looked they started to look good before that. I think Dak's finally healthy. I think that this offense is rolling, and I'm excited. They've got Amari, they've got Ceedee Lamb, they've got Dalton Schultz. It sucks Michael Gallup's out, but Cedric Wilson apparently was. Should have been my answer last week. Yeah, how about uh, it? Um, I like this Dallas team and Cincinnati, man. That offense, like, I don't care how good your defense is. Their defense is solid, too. They have one of the no, best. Their defense is solid, yeah. but I'm saying opponent-wise. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you, you could put them up against the Bears in 1985 defense that literally won them a Super Bowl. Put them up against that Baltimore defense with Ray Lewis that just shredded people. It doesn't matter when you have weapons like Burrow has. It just doesn't matter. I, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see how they play here. Um, caps off to them for what they've done this yeah. season. But yeah, I'm Bengals are a dark horse for me. I couldn't take them all the way, but Nate, I, I respect the call, man. I, you know, you got to mix it up. I for yeah. for shock factor and like storylines. I hope that that's the case. That's that's a me good too, one. man. Your two comeback player of the year candidates. Yeah, they'd keep us in business, man. How about oh, Deontay Foreman? I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry is going to be rolling back in soon, though, too. Well, yeah, but it doesn't count regular season only. Nate, I I think probably my NFL prediction here I'm going to have to go with some Buffalo Wings and Blue Cheese, baby. I'm talking about, first of all, first of all, Nate, do you like Blue Cheese? Like yes. Blue, you like blue cheese dressing? Yes. I dude, I just had gorgonzola, which is basically blue cheese on a pizza yesterday. Okay. Okay. So, I like uh-huh. it. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, blue cheese. 
if you've been shy at this point, we do a little lifestyle advice here in between, you know, our gist. If, if you haven't, if you've been afraid of blue cheese dressing, get some homemade blue cheese dressing. And I promise you it outdoes ranch. Honestly, it really does. Give it a chance, please. If you have a wing stop, the chain near you, go get their blue cheese. It's the best blue cheese. Is it homemade? They, yeah, they make it. They make it daily okay. from scratch. Okay. Uh, it's like it's got it's a little bit garlicky. I like that. I'm in. I'm in. And chunky. It's generally okay. very chunky. I'm in. Their ranch is really good too. But yeah. Anyway, no, we, we don't have a wing stop here. Actually, I don't know. That's what. Not, yeah, we got like some other like Johns that are similar, but no, no wing. They probably have just as good a blue cheese. I'll have to try it. I'll have to try it. Um, Nate. Here we go. Buffalo wings and blue cheese. I'm talking Buffalo Bills against the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, as far as the AFC, like I'm looking around, I don't see one surefire team for the AFC. I looked down, you know, I I sat down with the playoff picture. I could have made a case for the Bengals like Nate did. I could have made a case for Tennessee. And I felt like I could have made a case for the Buffalo Bills. And I, I just think at the end of the day, they're just the most solid team all around. They have the best defense in the AFC remaining, coupled with arguably the best quarterback. And now they have a run game. They have a run game, and Devin Singletary, I know it sounds crazy to say, but he's going to change his team. Um, I think they can run it now to keep it away from some of these bigger arm quarterbacks like your Pat Mahomes, like your big Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> just kidding on that one. Um but no, I, I I think they're gonna do a good job in the playoffs here, and I think at the end of the day, um, I think the Patriots is kind of light work in the first in the first game for him. Bill Belichick's gonna come to play, but um, I I just like I, I'm not buying the Chiefs, man. They have injuries right now. Daryl Williams, Ch are both banged up. Kelsey and Hill are banged up too. I am worried that the Chiefs might go down to Pittsburgh. I think I. Like I said earlier, I can see that happening. I don't, I, I, dude. I don't buy the Chiefs this year. I mean, I know they got hot in the second half of the season, but I can't like get out of my brain how bad they were the first half of the season. And a couple things go wrong, and they're right back to that team. Yeah, this is the playoffs, baby. Anything's possible. We've seen I, crazy things happen. So I, I think they'll either lose. I think they'll either lose. One of their first two games, I really do. I, I think that's that. That's my prediction, at least, um, for a guy who's they're watching. not getting to the NFC Championship, AFC, or the AFC yeah. Championship. Yeah, God, uh, it's my own conference. Uh, I should. <laughs> as far as as far as the NFC here and the my pick for the Packers, I think at the end of the day, I think the NFC is way more loaded. I, I I think there's really only a couple like four top teams in the AFC that really have a chance. But I think anyone in the NFC other than maybe the Eagles have a chance. Like, I. I still count maybe, the Eagles out. I, I I can't count the Bucks out either. Like I can't count Tom Brady out. But I think this is the if there's a year that he goes out just in the divisional round with Tampa. I think with Chris Godwin being banged up, we don't know the status of Lenny. Um, yeah, no AB right now. I I am a little and the defense has been banged up all season. Shaq Barrett, I don't know his status heading into the, these playoffs either. So I think he's. I'm, I don't know. I know he's missed the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I, I, I am a little worried there, but I just think at the end of the day, like my only, my only worry is that Aaron Rodgers gets back to the NFC championships and he chokes. Like, that's the only thing. Like, I think he'll make the NFC championship, but it's just like, does he choke or not? Cause that's what we've seen. And, well, and he won't choke. Matt LaFleur will choke. Matt LaFleur will choke. That's the other thing. You have two, two choke artists we've seen, but I, I think if, if they hold, whoever gets out of the NFC, I think wins it. I'm going to say that right now. If, if I'll take any NFC team over these AFC teams easily, I think it, I don't know how competitive it will be. Cincinnati's going to win it all. Oh, all right, all right. You heard it here. I, I'll go Packers. I'm I'll probably Packers. after the show. I'm going to go put money on it. Put money right, right. on this. Yeah, right. I mean, it, to be fair, it's going to be like three dollars. It's not yeah. going to be much, but. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. Playoff football is different. We're going to talk a little bit about, to round out the show, some advice when it comes to playoff fantasy football and w- what you can do, whether you're playing some DFS, some 
playoff long leagues as well. There's a lot of different stuff you can do. And just if you're going to just watch it as well, some advice. So let's get into that. Um, let's be weekly advice presented by our friends over at Stevens Quality Barbering Services. Stevens Quality Barbering Services is your boy, Noah Stevens, in Kerwinsville, PA. Guys, if you want to look sharp here in 2022, if you want to have a resolution to not let that shady mop grow back, I highly recommend if you're in Western or Central Pennsylvania, get in touch with Noah Noah Stevens. Go over there for a quality haircut at a quality price. You're going to need a quality conversation and just an overall quality experience. Visit stevens-quality.genbook.com today. Book that appointment, baby. Feel better, look better in 2022. Let's go here with some weekly advice. Weekly advice. Weekly advice, baby. Playoff edition, baby. Pumped up. I'm pumped up for the. I. I I really enjoy the end of the fantasy football season, but I like I, with nothing on the line, like really nothing super at stake, other than maybe some DFS and some playoff leagues. I. I love vegging out on the couch to play off football, Nate. Well, dude, so this week, I mean, I had that one matchup, but Jen had nothing. She didn't care. Yeah. And we just sat there and watched football all day, and it wasn't stressful. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not looking at 20 lineups like, am I doing okay here? Am I doing okay here? Yeah. Am I doing okay here? Like, I, we had our DFS stuff, but no, it's great. And playoffs are awesome. I love that about the playoffs. Yeah. Last season, I got into for the first time in a while. I played a little bit in high school, but I got into a fantasy playoff league that is an entire like playoff long series with some guys over at Trogues Brewery down there in Hershey, PA. Great independent brewery. If you guys haven't been there, mm. hashtag not a sponsor quite yet. Um, but those guys down there, basically th- this league concept, you can play in a lot of places. NFL.com, I think CBS might have one as well. Um, there's a couple smaller sites as well. Um, but basically, you you set a lineup each week like you would a regular fantasy football lineup, picking from all the teams that are left in the playoffs. But the goal is if you pick a team you can or you pick a player, like let's say I go pick Josh Allen this week, I can't use Josh Allen anymore. Uh-huh. So you want to pick the, the teams that are you think are going to be eliminated early. Like last season, I got second in this entire league. I fell like two points short, but – Basically, I was riding with all Tampa Bay guys in the championship because I had a feeling Tampa Bay could make it all the way. Didn't pick any Tampa guys. Um, so, like, that would be my advice to you. Like, this year it's a little bit tougher because there's not, like, super dominant teams anywhere. Um, but, like, this week in my league, I'm going to be playing a lot of, like, Eagles players. Jalen Hurts is probably going to make my lineup. I'm going to play Deontay Johnson probably. Um, even though I think they can maybe pull the upset, it's not likely. Um, right. Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, like, those types, Pat Fryermuth, like the the players from these teams that I don't see it making very far. Those those are the ones I'm targeting here this week in, in playoff fantasy. That's good advice because I'm doing my first ever playoff league. Okay. Uh, if you're looking for one, Dynasty Vipers is doing one. It's for charity. Uh, it's a twenty dollar buy in, but it's for no kid hungry, which is amazing. And the Dynasty Vipers guys are awesome. Yeah, um, it's been run by Matt Donnelly and Bob Gilchrist. So check them out on Twitter at Matt Donnelly at Bob Gilchrist at Dynasty Vipers and check it out. Like I wasn't expecting to plug that, but you said, yeah, you know, I've never done it before. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited it, and it should be fun. It's fun. Like I feel like, I, you know, I'll throw a hundred Renfro in a lineup, you know, just yeah. like it, it's, it's fun, man. It's fun to like, I'm going to be saving my Packers players. I'm going to be saving my Bills players. Probably even – like I don't think the Chiefs could make a run, but but you never know. Like, I, you I never know. I won't play them at least until the next couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, interested in it. Um, Nate, I, I know we're, we have no more uh, DFS tailgates the rest of the season, but still a great time for Underdog Fantasy, Monkey Knife Fight, yep. DraftKings. Uh, we, we've, mm-hmm. had a, we've had a blast the last couple of weeks with DraftKings, man. It's been – it's been a lot of fun just like tinkering with lineups and getting yeah. great advice from our DFS experts, getting some shabby advice at times, like telling me to, to swap out Brandon Cooks for St. Brown last week. <laughs> oh, it's so hit and miss, man. And like we can 
we we're making educated guesses when we're talking about yeah. this stuff. But when it comes down, like I think for playoffs, when I've done playoffs before, this is going to be my first season, like really diving into doing playoff DFS. But when I've done it in the past, go with the studs. Yeah. Yeah. Pay up, like get that expensive stack. Like chalk up this yeah. week. I'm going to be looking at Allen and Diggs because they're going to just smash. Because I don't believe Buffalo is going to run the ball. I just don't. And they might be a little chalky, but I don't care because now I'm keeping up with everybody else who did it. And be smart about your other builds. Like look at some under the rate. Like Hunter Renfro is generally pretty inexpensive which makes no sense to me. Um, another one we talked about on Sunday was Zay Jones. Yeah. He's getting volume and he will this yeah. week in the playoffs. So yeah, be smart That's about it. Like, do your big name stack and then pick some guys around, like look for those like lower $4,000 guys. Name. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I would say my other advice, if, even if you're not playing any DFS or any, you know, playoff long leagues here, is watch for next season guys it, it really it really does matter last last season i saw leonard fournette go on this insane run and i bought in i bought in i had him in a lot of leagues he carried me in, in a lot of leagues it doesn't always work out that that way we saw sony michelle in the 2018-19 playoffs go on a run he was atrocious next season for fantasy so it doesn't always work but like daryl williams we saw him kind of break out at times last season he, he was a valuable asset this season. So just keep that in mind. Like I, I'm looking for, like I'm looking in Tampa. Can Tyler Johnson step up here with no wide receivers? Hey, I'm, I'm not Nate shaking his head. I'm a Tyler Johnson guy. Um, I was. I, I, I'm going to keep believing it, but like that's what I'm interested in. Can Alan Lazard step up? Can mm-hmm. c- can these guys, you know, these second tier guys, what's Brandon Ayuk's role going to be in these playoffs? I, you know, I, I'm really excited to see it. Um, and keep it in mind for next season because it does go a long way, man. Um, Nate, do, I have one final piece of advice for the playoffs. Do, do you have any at all? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think what you said is important. Kind of watch how teams are using some of these players. Like if Buffalo decides that Devin Singletary is an asset and they actually use him in these playoffs and they get far because of him, don't think that's not going to change the way they think next season because it will. Look at Leonard Fournette. He got hot towards the end of the season, and then playoff Lenny, and then he was playoff MVP. Lenny regular season. He Lenny, was yeah. MVP conversation Lenny, offensive player yeah. of the year conversation Lenny until he got hurt. And you, uh, guys, you've seen do this before. Joe Flacco is a great example. The dude had a great playoffs, and he got a mad contract, and he took him to the playoffs again. He was fantasy relevant the next season, and I hate Joe Flacco, but I hate to say it. But they started utilizing him in a way like they did during the playoffs where they were throwing the ball more and running it less because they believed in him. Mm-hmm. And he might not be the greatest talent, but he was like Q I think he was a QB one that season. So pay attention to what happens in the playoffs. Yep. yep. It's important. Uh, last thing I'm gonna say is guys, start getting those Super Bowl menus ready, man. Uh-huh. Super Bowl is that is my my chef time, man. I I go to work, you know, mid mid Super Bowl day, man. I fast all weekend for it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I pull like like there are two times a year that I really pull out all the stops for food. Super Bowl Sunday and draft, baby. Thursday night of the draft. Those are my two times. Um, so get those Super Bowl menus ready. There's a lot of good recipes hanging out there on Twitter, on TikTok, wherever you guys are. Pinterest. Get yeah, get creative this year, guys. Yeah. You know, how much buffalo chicken dip can you really eat in a year? A lot. It's oh. really good. <laughs> I mean, it'll be 300 pounds, but I want to see somebody. I want st- We're going to think of a prize for the best spread from in between media. I like it. Like, like free it. draft guide. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know who's going to win is the person who builds a mini stadium out of their Super Bowl snacks. Okay, man. I'm And I'm, also invites me over for since. <laughs> hey, be, be careful. We have Bo McBrayer, uh, hot, hot box king over there. So he might he might whip something up. He might win it himself. <laughs> He's not going to want a free draft guy. He's going to be part of our draft guy. Uh, yes, he will. Yeah. Nate, <laughs> th- thank you, man. Thank you for your time to get. I-, I always appreciate, like, I love the podcast every week, but 
the times that you and I can just sit back and chillax, um, just a little guy time one-on-one. I enjoy it, man. Dude, can you believe we've been doing this together for almost a year and a half now? It's crazy. On it the is. live stream. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Crazy. All the all the follies and, and triumphs along the way as well. Um, cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. Appreciate it. Great you, brother. season, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to our guy Kyle in the back end who's hung along with us for you know 18 straight episodes. I think we're on like 25 straight weeks, honestly. We we started going in August uh-huh. every day or every week. So um, guys, it's been a blast. We're gonna be here um, throughout the month of January. So continue to tune in. 9:30 Eastern Time Tuesday nights. Um, audio version will be released later in the week. But thank you so much for your support this season. We'll be back. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, as they've dubbed it this season. And we will be back next week. Um, until then, guys, keep it in between. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person, to become a better human.